BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Oh my God, it's Thursday. It's Friday Eve. We made it, you guys, to the latter half of the week. Congratulations. Pat yourselves on the back. You did a great job. You really, you're beautiful, stunning, and smart. We're working hard. We're getting shit done. And we have... A new looking studio with some cool chairs. Yeah. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, we buckled under the pressure. Mm -hmm. We were bullied. We were yikesed. And now we have new chairs. We are no longer using our blue couch, but the blue couch will remain in the toast hall of fame for for its hard work, its dedication. And honestly, it's courage because the way people attacked that couch for its looks. Like I thought we were beyond body shaming. And that blue couch withstood the criticism, never changed anything about itself, Mm -hmm. didn't bow down to the mob, didn't waver in who it was. And that takes a really brave couch. And it's so important to remember that like that couch was there for us when literally nobody else was. Like we had no other options. So the way that like the community just kind of descended on the couch when the couch was literally responsible for the YouTube it's upsetting, but now we're in these like gorgeous, very trendy. It's giving like skinny confidential chairs. Oh, are they trendy? That's like the worst thing you could say to me. Why? Like these these chairs are so in. Like, yeah, they're this- so in, but like trends to me connotes like a fleeting trend. Oh. But I just genuinely liked these. I got these for my house. I got them from Scout in Dallas. They have the coolest furniture. And they arrived a few days ago. And then these two chairs were just like sitting in my I was like in the middle of the lobby. room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in my living room. And honestly, it looked like a gorgeous set for the toast. So I was like, what if we would those? What if we just brought those big heavy chairs upstairs? Thank you, Zach Shapiro. And so this was meant to be a temporary measure, but I actually think these are amazing podcasting chairs because they're comfortable. You can lean back, but they're also structured. They're also wide, which for me, like I find extremely valuable. Like I can sit on this chair with Theo. We fit in the chair and that means a lot to us. So thank you. Yeah. So I think these chairs might be a permanent fixture. The rest of the set is still going to change mm-hmm. and the design is going to change, but um, these are really premium podcast chairs. I don't know if Scout had that in mind when they designed them. I feel like they did. You know, podcasting is the new frontier. It is. Also What's that from podcast. Like, no, no, blank is a new frontier. Yeah. No, come on. No, no it's not ugly Betty. It's like one of those. No. It's the it's new a frontier. It's a movie. Oh, Tracy Turnblad. I apologize for being so uneducated. Yikes. Educate yourself. So these chairs are called like I, this is how it's spelled, but I don't know how it's pronounced. I someone made fun of me already. B O U C L E. Boucle. Oh, I said Buco. How do you know I don't know. It's just like a word people know. You know what I mean? Oh, I never saw it before. These are ivory buccal chairs. Oh my God. You're so, okay. So buccal, Hyundai. Yeah. Are you, is this a new, like your new language? (laughs) What's your mother tongue? (laughs) 
I speak my own language. You I speak Steeny. I speak Streiss. Uh, who doesn't? A lot of people. And that's the it's problem. Disgusting. It's disgusting. That's the problem. Um, so I'm feeling good. You know, premium audio, premium, premium video. Hopefully yesterday was a huge day for us. Yep. Um, so it only took us two full days to get to like a tech free tech issue free episode yesterday. And like when I tell you the mood that I was in yesterday, just like seeing all my hard work come to fruition, like I was so happy and I'm just hoping for two days in a row. I don't think that's asking a lot. It's not, but we did change the formula. So I, right. No, like we were fucking with the cameras, with the lights, with everything. So I was, now I'm just nervous. I think it'll be great. Um, sure. Sure. Also, I just wanted to shout out to Olivia Ashray. Um, Olivia Ashray. I'm actually not Olivia Ashtray. I'm sure a lot of people thought I was because I've been dressing like her. Because you've been so private. Because totally making my Goodreads private might be real private. I'm literally like so not like other influencers. She's you know? a private celebrity. She values her privacy. 100%. Um, but I've literally been waking up every morning going to Olivia's closet and acting like it was my own because I didn't, I knew I was coming here to podcast and like hopefully vodcast, but it didn't like compute that I would need outfits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just brought like sweatpants and bathing suits. So I'm dressing so much like Olivia Ashray and I feel like it's also a mindset, you know? I love this blouse. I think you look great. And I feel like people have been loving your outfits and more than keeps, ever. keeps asking for links and it's not my stuff so I don't really have links but just know whatever I'm wearing, if it belongs to Olivia Ashray, it's most likely from Boohoo. Um, my <laughs> shirt is from Boohoo and like we love a thrifty queen. You know where these pants are from? That I'm obsessed with and I'm like trying to steal? Amazon. Why can't you just get your own? She said they're discontinued. She was going to send me a link but she couldn't find it so, so I'm screwed. You got to steal them. I got to steal them. I know. But I feel bad because she like loves them and she's doing me a favor by letting me borrow them and pretend they're mine on the podcast. Yeah, and hosting you and feeding you and clothing So you. then I'm going to steal. Like I borrowed a new shirt of hers yesterday from Zara and Harry spit up on it. Like I'm literally an animal. Well, that's nobody's fault. She, no. She would want that for Harry. And she was so understanding. Whereas like if I lend someone a new shirt, I don't care what the circumstances are. Like you're kidding me. You got my shirt dirty, my new shirt that I let you borrow wear before I've ever worn. It's disgusting. Even if it was Harry. Yeah, no, I would still be pissed, not at Harry, at the person. I'm like, it's your responsibility. Yeah. But that's just a little bit about me. Well, you look great. Thank you, Sody. You're Thank you. It's funny, now that I moved and all my clothes are in different places, but also I can see all of my clothes. They're not just like hidden in different corners and crevices or in storage. Mm-hmm. I have a new outlook of on course. my wardrobe and like I'm seeing things. I'm like, why don't I wear that? Oh, these pants. I used to love these pants. Yeah. What if they you used just, to be so big on me and now they're snug. What if you just wore those pants? What if I just? So and now I we're did. finding out. So I did. The intrusive thoughts of one. Bruno picked out my outfit. He said, mommy, you have oh. to wear pink and purple. That's we why love you look pink and purple. That's why you look so stunning. Yeah. I didn't realize you were styled by Brew. Styled by Bryson. Um, so we've got a great show. It's Thursday, which means nothing special, you know, just means great stories, great sisters, great fun. We do have some pretty good stories because I picked them out this morning while I was pumping. So I had like a good chunk of 30 minutes to pick them out. I took my time. I have some interesting stories. You know, I like to switch it up. Sometimes I like to do like segments that feel more like Human interest. That, but also like morning show type segments where it's more of a conversation and less of a news piece. You know, I agree with you because sometimes when we report, and I love our job, like, and it's perfect and everything we do is literal perfection. Like you can try to critique us, but there would be nothing for you to find. Um, (laughs) But sometimes it's like, okay, someone got married. Cool, period. (laughs) What else? Like, who, like, 
Like, who cares, you know? Yeah. No, I'm glad you feel that way because I have a fifth and final and it's always going to be the fifth. It's always going to be towards the end. Of course. That's just going to, I feel like, make us think (sighs) and make us realize things. Oh, you know what? I got such an interesting DM right before I started and I'm so glad I remember because I wanted to bring it up, a conversation we were talking about yesterday about The View and like their potential replacements. Somebody DM'd me that actually Garcelle wrote in her book how she, she like did a trial with them and she said, literally everyone was so fucking mean to her and she could never take that job. Isn't mm. that crazy? No. No, it's not. But it's just a confirmation of what we think. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Thank you to the toaster who DM'd me that. Interesting factoid. That's what you get for reading celebrity memoirs. You 100%. do get some factoids 100%. mixed in there that are interesting. Um, so I'm so glad we were taking, a new, the, we're literally the new directions like from Glee. We're taking a new direction with our set, with yeah. our stories. We, we literally can't stop evolving if we tried. And we don't stop believing, much like the New Directions. We never stop believing. Do you know what the New Directions are? Of course. Oh, okay, okay. I know you're not like a diehard Glee. I don't know if you you remembered like the technical name of the Glee Club. You yeah, know? even though, hot take, like that was the wrong name for the Glee Club. Hmm. It doesn't stick, you know? It's not like, you Snazzy. have to remind yourself that they were called the New Directions. And it's like, oh, that's kind of a weird name for the Glee Club when there are so many other iconic things about glee and the fact that they were called the new directions is not one of them what was the name of their competitors at the warblers now that's no. an iconic name that's an iconic name but the one that adina menzel was the like choreographer of and jesse st james was at i don't know okay hold on it's like important that i figure this out and i'm sure if you're like a gleek listening to the podcast right like, claudia do better you're not a real gleek jesse st james acapella group name it was like the it was snazzy it was like yeah. at carmel high school Vocal Adrenaline. Like, that's a good name, you yeah. know? The New Directions is not snazzy, and I think it was the wrong name for the Glee Club. I think that's actually not a hot take at all. And then also why I found, found it problematic is because, first of all, they really didn't take any New Direction. They did the same thing every time. And they're constantly being compared to One Direction, and that's just yeah. a, a losing game. What was their high school called? William McKinley. William McKinley. Which I do believe is an actual high school in Ohio. I need to think on better names for the William McKinley Glee Club. Well, actually, I thought the name of the high school. Oh, oh, oh because I think the name of the high school was actually really appropriate. It was because yeah. it really was just like a ordinary public school. No, that's what America. high schools are called. Yeah, like after presidents. Mm-hmm. So um, I could talk about Glee all day. Oh, please don't. Wow. Please don't. We've got a Glee hater alert. Hater alert. No, not a hater. I just. It's Enough. extremely easy to We find to ways Glee. to work Glee into every conversation, so I don't need, like, a, a dedicated conversation about it. That's so hurtful, but I do understand. Thank you. Look at the... Gleeks. Get her. Fine. I'll come for you so fucking fast. Like, you won't know what hate you. No, it's actually really easy to hate Glee. There's so much to hate. I don't hate Glee. I actually really like it. I'm saying, like, if you wanted to, I, I would understand. Bruno looks like he's breastfeeding you. Oh, Bryce, he wishes. I would let Theo breastfeed me, but that doesn't say much. I think I'm going to have to manspread in order for Bru to be comfortable. Oh my God, why you're really sitting. Don't cancel me, you guys, because I'm manspreading. Did you just mansplain to me what manspreading (laughs) is? I hate those words. I was actually thinking today about that. I was thinking today about that. Um... (laughs) <laughs> as I got ready, I was thinking about like the term body shaming. Okay. It's like, you just called someone fat. Like we don't no, need a whole oh new word God. for it. I was thinking about that, about something recently. I forget one. I don't think this is what I was thinking, but I was also thinking about the term like weaponizing. Mm. Like, oh, you're weaponizing this against me. It's like, you're just being mean. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, we have new words for everything. You're just like making fun of that. I'm not weaponizing it. Right. Like somebody tweeted, like somebody 
messaged me or something yesterday and it was like so based oh. i literally went to urban dictionary <laughs> and that just means base is cool no it's like facts no lies were told oh cool okay so, uh, that's not overused to me but it, it yeah, and but that's it's like not why not say that doesn't bother me a word like that where it's just like a cool slang word what bothers me is when we use these huge grandiose words phrases. for like menial things right like and an example of that and one of the most overused words this time of year century is gaslighting someone does something like a little nefarious gaslighting okay gaslighting okay so i agree that like as a generation we've taken that word way too far people don't even know what it means they just use it when someone's like lying which is not what gaslighting is but there are certain situations where the the only way you can truly describe what someone's doing to you adam moseri is gaslighting like lying straight to your face but making you think you're the crazy yes of course no that's what it means but now every single time something ever happens I drop my pen on the floor I'm gaslighting you no it's true like or maybe I like made a mistake I'm like the light was yellow no it was red stop gaslighting me (laughs) and do you know who's the number one perpetrator of that snatchler Ben Soffer oh that's so funny because like a maybe like a year ago now I made the mistake of saying gaslighting when me and Ben were arguing about something Mm -hmm. and And you won the argument obviously of course but then I think he like liked the word and and he literally He's like, did you walk the aisle? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're gaslight. Like, he's so obsessed with the word. And honestly, I don't even think he knows, like, the true meaning of it. Like, most people who are just using it as, like, someone lying. Yeah. Like, maybe I am lying, but I'm still not gaslighting you. But the thing is, like, you probably are. I think you're gaslighting me. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally, like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Am I gaslighting you or are you gaslighting me? That's often how it is in conversations. Because the other person's like, you're lying to make me feel crazy. I'm like, you're literally lying. (laughs) And, like, we're just gaslighting each other. And that's why the whole world is crazy. Toxic, yeah. yeah. But I, I do love to use gaslighting in the perfect There's situation. no longer a perfect situation because it's overused and it's lost its power. Gaslighter, denier, doing anything to get your ass farther. Gaslight. I love that song. Yeah, that song won't lose its power. But no. the term has lost it. And you guys, like, that's why we can't have nice words. It's so Because true. they get overused. So true. And we ruin them. And every single word in the English language is overused at this point. We spoke about this like a while ago, but you probably don't remember. I so don't. it's a fresh combo. Like the fact that we, you know, you could say something moderately funny mm-hmm. and I'm literally dead. <laughs> it's true. It's 100% so, true. So like dead doesn't even mean anything anymore. Oh, oh yeah, of course. And literally is also one of those words. Oh yeah. Because you're not literally dead. You're like. No, I could say I'm literally dead and I'm completely alive do you want to see someone who's, well. who's literally dead knock wood you want to see someone who's literally dead you love playing dead i know like why as kids did we all think being dead meant your tongue hangs out of your mouth like we all did that right i think so oh we also did breaking I, bread last night i forgot to talk about that do. we actually had a really fun time because we mostly just talked about random shit like what we would order from an ice cream truck mm, yeah that was a good combo yeah oh yep. and disneychannel.com and like the iconic games we used to play cadet kelly sweet life so much fun so much fun we also talked about influencers on their periods <laughs> oh, yeah. and my personal belief that if you I don't mind when influencers talk about periods in general. Of course. Because, like, let's talk about them. And it's a part it's of life. A crazy thing that mm-hmm. happens to all of us. But if I know when you are on your period and, like, your cycle, if I know your cycle, you're, you're sharing, sharing too, too much. much. And that's just, like, a, a code I live by. Right. And that's not a statement on periods. No. And if you want to talk about periods or, like, the things that come along the with stigma. periods. Uh, sure. Yeah. 
No, but you're like, there is a point where- Got my period today. Right. Didn't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, there's a point where as like public figures, like you you can actually share too much. And I do believe the period should be the line. And I completely agree, even though I'm definitely guilty of sharing, not like letting people know I'm on my period, but just like usually when I'm late, I'm like, I like to, I like well, to gaslight the toasters into thinking I'm pregnant. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. Is that gaslighting? I don't think so. No, it's just either. like- being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> There's a huge difference between being gaslighting and being annoying, but they're often mistaken for one another. Yeah, well, everything's mistaken for gaslighting. Look, Bruno's gaslighting me right now because he won't sit with his fucking mommy. Yeah, Bruno, sit your fucking ass down and, and don't work. work. Just sit the fuck down. Come to your mommy. Your mommy loves you so much, Bruno. She's making so much space for you on the chair. Like, be grateful. Theo's literally laying Bruno. about to hang off this chair. Um. Okay, well... Do we have anything else we want to catch up on before we dive in? I don't think so, but, you know, things will come up along the way. As they do. How's your book going? Oh, good. So I'm reading um, Hotel Nantucket. And as I said previously, Ellen Hildebrand is so fucking wordy. Oh, um, she is. And she loves describing, like, Nantucket culture. No, she can't walk into a restaurant with a full, without a full page of describing the lanterns, the beams. And the way she describes food, especially in this book, it's mm-hmm. like the sumptuous oysters brings her salt back of, the salt of the brine reminds yeah. her of the seashores that's gonset but the book is really good <laughs> and last night i had been reading for hours i'm like let me just finish it before i get to bed and then i checked i still had an hour left it's a long book it's so long but you're reading it really quickly way faster than oh, I and i'm enjoying it by the way it's a great beach read it's keeping me hooked i didn't feel like it was like a really slow burn it was interesting from the beginning good i like it i'm just like ready for it to be over you know what i'm saying yeah and that's no slight to the book or Ellen herself, who's a queen. A queen. I didn't get to read my book because oh. it's too spooky to read at night and I didn't have any time to read yesterday. By the way, it is spooky. And also, um, I posted on my Instagram that I was reading it and my friend Stacy is in Nantucket. And she was like, oh my God, this woman was at the bookstore today signing books. I didn't know like it was like, she was popular. I'm like, she's literally like the biggest author ever. Yeah. And she's just chilling in Nantucket signing books, which she makes sense. She lives there. Yeah. Full and like, time. And it makes sense that she would like, do a signing during the summer. Love that for her. Yeah. So I guess now without further ado to do to do. Where are you? You're being annoying on the floor. It's time for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Or as oh Bruno says, I just had a fucking heart attack. Oh my God. What's going on today? Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? Well, that's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. And there's also BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to See a camera, anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is so accessible, it's so easy to use and there's really no reason why you shouldn't be utilizing it. It's They make it super affordable. If you don't like or you don't connect with your initial therapist, you can change, it's super easy um, and you don't have to leave your house, which is even more important. And you can text, you can video chat, you can do all the things. And our listeners are getting 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash toast. That's betterhelp.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Missouri. There are moments in life that aren't typically celebrated. 
Most people think about buying jewelry for occasions only, but Missouri does fine jewelry differently by celebrating every day, not just the big moments. Their pieces are high quality and they are designed for you to wear your way, whatever your taste is, whatever your mood is, and whatever your budget is. Missouri drops new limited edition products every Monday. They feature responsibly sourced diamonds, recycled 14 karat solid gold pieces, so you can sweat in them, shower in them, and sleep in them. That's the best. Like wearing a lot of necklaces during the day and then having to take them off one by one to get in the shower so your neck like doesn't turn green is so annoying and Missouri is the best because I find that they're extremely reasonably priced and you can shower with all of their products. They're also just like really in style, very classic, you know, dainty ones, mm-hmm. rings, necklaces. I learned classy about them. pieces. Classy. I learned about them from Lauren Elizabeth. She used to have a, a collab with them and it was just like so dainty. And she's a classy gal. Right. I have a necklace from there that's an H. I've been wearing them a oh, lot. Cute. And it's so cute and sweet. You can discover fairly priced and expertly handcrafted styles to wear and love forever. So if you're looking for a sign to buy yourself the diamond or gold hoops, the bracelets or the necklaces, then this is it. Make your own day at Missouri.com. That's M-E-J-U-R-I.com, Missouri.com. Great, thank you. It's a pleasure. Our first story, Sydney Sweeney is talking to The Hollywood Reporter and sharing some tea about her earnings. She says, I barely earn enough to survive. Oh, please. Euphoria star Sydney Sweeney revealed her wallet does not yet justify a break to enjoy the lush life. She said, if I wanted to take a six-month break, I don't have income to cover that. I don't have someone supporting me. I don't have anyone I can turn to to pay my bills or call for help. She said she doesn't profit as much from her day job as people might think. She said they don't pay actors like they used to. And with streamers, you no longer get residuals. She also said the established stars still get paid, but I have to get 5% to my lawyer, 10% to my agents, 3% or something like that to my business manager. I have to pay my publicist every month and that's more than my mortgage. If I just acted, I wouldn't be able to afford my life in LA. I take deals like sponsorships and yeah, of whatnot course. because I have to. Yeah, of course. She's the face of Tori Burch. She was, um, I think also the face of a new Laneige campaign, the Lit yeah, Mask. She works with Laneige, Armani Beauty, Mew Mew. Tory Burch. I'm sorry. I have like a really hard time believing this. Like first, by the way, and I agree with what she's saying. Like, and this is something we talk about a lot, how like being a celebrity, people definitely think you make more money than you do until you're at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And you pay, you like pay so many other people's salary, like a lawyer, a manager, a business manager, an agent, a publicist, all these things. So there's definitely, you know, a misconception but I don't believe that she couldn't take six months off, like if she wanted to. Well, and not keep living her life at the level that she's living yes. it right now. But why does Sydney Sweeney, I know that she like does need a publicist, but like what if Sydney Sweeney just didn't have a publicist? Like she would still get publicity. Yeah, no, I think at, at her level, it's not about getting publicity, but it's like when you do get public, publicity, making sure you're protected. Like you going to an interview feeling safe that the interviewer is um, not going to like attack you. You going on a red carpet, making sure like everything is organized yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. At that point, it's not about getting press. It's about managing the press. Got it. But some people hire publicists like lower level celebrities who actually need press. Pitch them. Get them invited to events. Sydney doesn't, like Hollywood Reporter wants to talk to Sydney regardless of her publicist. But her publicist will arrange all of this, schedule the car, do everything, and make sure that Hollywood Reporter is briefed on everything Sydney's got going on. Yeah. Okay, fine, fair. It's just interesting. No, it is interesting. And she's definitely like still technically new on the scene. I would say she really only blew up in the last like year and a half. Yeah. And I doubt this she'll be in this position for very much longer. No, but she she's also, really like the next big thing. Yeah, but she also is only doing TV. Like, I don't think she's done any movies. She's known for Euphoria and White Lotus. Mm -hmm. So you definitely can make a lot of money on TV, but in neither of those shows is she the main character. So actually, like, I actually kind of believe this. Yeah, but I think big things are coming for her. Right. It's also just a misconception when she shows up on the red carpet full glam in a $10,000 dress that 
she's going to get back. Yeah. So people just assume things about her. Um, and I'm just, I love Sydney Sweeney. She's also not like other girls, like actually though. How so? She's like obsessed with cars. She doesn't even have a yeah. TikTok. She has a TikTok for her like garage, like her mechanic's garage. Yeah, I did see she's a mechanic. She's like, every guy like is obsessed with her because yeah. she is like perfect looking and also like loves cars. Like what are the odds? Like stop. <laughs> like seriously, stop. It's not fair. What am I going to have to do to get attention? Like literally buy like a pickup truck and start fixing it up? Yeah. She's raising the bar and she has to stop. Yeah, it's too high. It's too high. Like stop. It it was already like threatening with the way that she looks, but she can't help that. She can help getting like into cars as a hobby. It's actually disrespectful to the females as a, (laughs) as a gender. I completely agree. So she's on my list. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. Like, yeah, it takes a while to be making those big bucks. And even someone who is pretty A-list like her. That reminds me of when the Pretty Little Liars girl, no, Fifth Harmony said the same thing. When they were like at the peak of Fifth Harmony, they were like, we're really not even making that much money. Okay, but that actually makes sense to me in music. Like music is so fucked up. And it takes years for you to get uh, royalties from your songs. And the way that the music industry is structured with like streaming like Spotify and then also record labels is like you're really being taken advantage of when you get paid and then you also then have to pay your manager your agent your publicist your business manager like and then split it into five right and that's why so many people who do music like do other things like Cardi B is literally like one of the top creators on OnlyFans and I bet she makes literally just as much money from music as she does from OnlyFans well once your songs are at the level of Cardi B you make a lot of money but I you think- make more money though from like the tour and the merch and sponsorships and commercials yes. and brand deals and she has her own company now like that vodka whipped cream that people love so you have to be doing like a million things when your main gig is music unless you're at the level of like Taylor Swift Bono mm-hmm. Beyonce Coldplay yeah I feel like that's the I don't know if maybe I wouldn't include Bono in there, but at one point, That was yeah. nice that you did. That you yeah. were thinking of him. I was just trying to cast a wide net, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But you know what I do find interesting is like, when I compare like Sydney Sweeney's rise, it reminds me just a little bit in terms of the timing is like Addison Ray, And I feel like Addison Ray probably makes like triple, maybe more of what... Sydney Sweeney well, makes and Addison, that's just on social media yeah Addison Rae is also like a commercial girl like Sydney Sweeney is an artist yeah. and art doesn't pay it's true until you uh you are like the 0.001 percent of successful artists and that's one thing about me like I'm gonna be a commercial girl like I'm not gonna be an artist like I need money yeah but yeah, but for like the Addison, love of the art yeah but like I'm not gonna be too proud to like be an artist and then also start five companies like Kind of how Addison loves to well, that's act. Also, that's not even you being anti-art. It's you being pro-mogul energy. Right. But like Addison, I, see, I think she would say her art is like dancing and acting. Um, yeah. But her money comes from item beauty, from social media, from doing brands. And like, she's not going to stop doing that. And I think if Addison wanted to take a six-month break, and it feels like she's been on one. Yeah. She can survive. A hundred percent. Right. No, no, nobody's disagreeing with you. And she has been on a break. And that's also why so many um, like actors or musicians become like kind of influencers. Like yeah. becoming, like creating a lot of content, starting YouTube channels, doing brand deals. Like Shay Mitchell, she's a perfect example. Yeah. Well, it's also just a good career plan and a yes. backup plan. It also makes you more valuable when you go into an audition. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh the she'll show post has... about the show on her YouTube. Right. That's free press. Right. You so anyone have to hire like, a publicist. Anyone who like gets, you know, like weird about like social media because they love their art. Like you're going to have to evolve. Like you got to evolve. No, you're going to get left behind. you can just be an artist. Right. And then you can take a six-month break about right. it, I guess. Right. Are you ready for our next story? I am. Ashton Kutcher is explaining why he's returning for the That 70 Show spinoff called That 90 Show. Did you know that there is a That 70 Show spinoff coming out? No, I had no idea, but we literally spoke about, like, spinoff and reboot culture on Breaking Bread last night. Like, whether or not 
you know, as a society, we've like had enough of these reboot reunion things. Uh, I agree, but this one sounds promising. Okay. Listen to it. Okay, well, so for you to say that. Yeah, I like the premise because it's a little bit of a reunion and a little bit of a reboot. Okay. So the premise, it's called That 90 Show. It's set in 1995 and it follows Toffer Grace's, Topher. Yeah. Him. You and the pronunciations. I Well, you know what I read once? People who mispronounce things only learned about them from reading, so don't make fun of them. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, people who mispronounce things are, like, highly intelligent. No. People are always attributing, like, bad qualities to high intelligence, no, you no, know? No, that's not what I was going to say, but, like, I only learn how to say it from reading it. Right. And, like, you're going to really knock me for reading. And, you know, they do say, actually, people with poor memories, like me, is a sign of high um, intellectuality. Really? Where did you hear that? It's a common knowledge, actually. Everyone knows that. I've seen it, like, a lot of places, like a lot of memes. It must be true. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that 90s show is following Topher Grace and Laura Prepon's daughter. Okay. Because I guess they're a couple in the show. Yeah. Her name is Leah Foreman, and she's visiting her grandparents for the summer, who are Kurt Wood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp, who are the parents in that 70s yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, So it's like the next generation. And the former generation. And the former generation. It's kind of like Girl Meets World, how yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy, Corey... What's the dad's name in Girl Meets World? Corey and Topanga. Corey, yeah. It's Corey's in it, but it's about Sabrina Carpenter and Rowan Blanchard. Mm -hmm. And this is about Eric and Donna's daughter, and she's visiting her grandparents for the summer, who are the parents in that 70s show, and they're replaying Red and Kitty. And they will also follow a new generation of the Point Place kids while some of the older characters stop in for a visit. Wait, speaking of Sabrina Carpenter... Did you see last night was the premiere red carpet for High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three? Yes. And Joshua Bassett and Olivia Rodrigo, like, posed together, were smiling mm -hmm. together, posted on social media together. Yeah. Which is crazy. And to be honest, like, they're gaslighting us. Like, no, and it's like, Joshua Bassett, this girl, like, literally annihilated you, you, dragged you. I was actually. Have you no scruples? <laughs> When I was at the sink this morning, I had that song in my head, Deja Vu. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about the lyrics. Maybe because I saw those it's pictures. So I was mean. like, when you gonna tell her? Like, it's all about, like, blowing up his spot, that mm -hmm. all the things that he's doing with his new girl, like, not new, not fresh. Do you have Deja Vu? Right. And it's like, where are his scruples posing yeah. with her? It's I'm not even... It used to be like she was mad at him because he dumped her, but then like she got her revenge in the biggest, baddest way. Right. Like, she, she can't even be mad at him. He can be mad at her. Right. And a lot of people are talking about Sabrina Carpenter's new album, which is apparently extremely raw and real. It's called Emails I Can't Send or something. Mm -hmm. I haven't listened to it, but it's like blowing up on TikTok and I'm happy for her. Like she deserves it. There was also some drama. What? Something with Julia Michaels. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I follow everything loosely from a glance because I follow Sabrina. Right. So then I get some like targeted Sabrina Stan accounts. Julia Michaels like had to deactivate her Twitter because she was like fighting with a Sabrina Carpenter fan who I think the Sabrina Carpenter I fan. I hate when that happens. It's by the way, like you think you hold a grudge listen to this this Sabrina Carpenter fan I think once had tweeted like she hates every song Julia Michaels writes then the Sabrina Carpenter fan was like oh man this album's so good I love it and then she's responding to this fan account like but I thought you hate every song I write and I've literally written every song on this album and then she deactivated her Twitter it's like first of all why are you fighting with a fan second of all why are you blowing up Sabrina Carpenter's spot like that you literally like are responsible for this album yeah no it's like you're on you're in the credits it was weird behavior honestly like for a public figure who should know better. Yeah. And also she's an artist in her own right. Like it's just weird. It's artistry once again. Yeah. Sorry. I took a 
debrief, but I just wanted to say those pictures of Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett, like she looked so beautiful. Yeah, I just couldn't find a scruple. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking in the picture, I'm like, is it in the background? No scruples from Joshua Bassett. <laughs> and also I just couldn't help but wonder if it was, you know, forced on them to do that, like press wise, because like they fucked around too much. Like I think after season one, everyone was obsessed. And then like when they hated each other so much, like it kind of fell off, at least from like me. I think the teeny boppers still watch it, but like I was literally a 27 year old woman watching High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney plus. And I just want to say, I'm like not to be that girl, but I actually watched High School Musical, the musical, the series before the The hype, before the drama. Wow. Like I just really liked the art. Wow, you're literally a trendsetter. Mm. Not like other trendsetters. No, not at all. And I just want to say, as far as like forcing them to take this picture for the hype, I don't think anyone, especially like the High School Musical, the musical, the series team, can force Olivia Rodrigo to do, to do anything, anything at yeah. this point. No, and honestly, they should be like grateful that she even came. Well, so I know that like she has a contract and she probably like had to show up, but the fact that she still does this little like Instagram show is so crazy to me. Like literally the biggest pop star in the world and she's still like acting on the show that got her started. It's nice. And I would like to think it was like a choice of hers, but I don't believe she had a choice. I think it's good. I think it's good that she's still doing it. I think it's a good sign because obviously she's not a one hit wonder and she'll be around for a really long time, but it is always good to like maintain Mm -hmm. the things that built you up the building blocks instead of just like shooting off into the stratosphere. I agree completely. And, And even though she shot off into the stratosphere, like still laying that foundation. Agreed. Brick. By brick. brick. No, she's going to be huge. She is, but she definitely has staying power. She has, yeah, but when you have that meteoric rise, there's always the worry that you don't, and I think by her doing all these things still and not just only riding the wave. Yes. It's more- Contributing to, like, her longevity. Yeah. I agree. It's more grounded. Agreed. Are you ready for our next story? Oh, Oh, so what do you think about that 90s show reboot idea? It's just like hard for me to care. I was never like a that 70s show girl. And the only time I've ever watched it is like when it's been on Nick at Night, like when I was looking for the nanny. Um, And honestly, I just found Laura Prepon's character unbelievably annoying. And I like that it's like the starting place of like Ashton and Mila. It's like an important, you know, fixture in pop culture. But as a TV show, I didn't give a shit like at all. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Also, the story was that Ashton Kutcher is talking about like why he's coming back. Because I'm sure people would be like, it's like Mary Kane Nashley going to Full House. It would never right. happen. But because him and Mila met there, oh. uh, he said it was really nostalgic to be back on the set. It's all the same folks that made that 70s show. So it was pretty bizarre. But they felt like returning was the right thing to do. Mila and I were contemplating it. We thought, listen, we're only in the position that we're in because of that show. So let's just go back and do this. We just went back and had fun for a week. It was so random and fun. I love Ashton and Mila. Like, I think they're like actual people, even though I think they said they like don't give their kids baths. Or maybe that was Kristen Bell. Um, no, so I like this. It's just like not every day. And like not with soap. But the one thing I wanted to say is like the problem with like reunion reboot spinoff culture is that more often than not, when a show gets really popular back in the day, like there's one person who like becomes more famous than the rest of them. So when it comes time for a reboot, all these like loser husbands are like, sure, where do I sign up? (laughs) And like the one person who everyone wants to see, Zac Efron, won't show up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's the problem, in my opinion. But this is good because it sounds like all the stars, like Wilmer Valderrama is going to be in it. Right. And I think the reason why this will be successful is yes, that. And that's because Ashton and Mila, I think, are actual like human beings, not like celebrity zombies. I think they're like a unique breed of A-list where they're like nice. Yeah, but isn't there that one guy from that 70s show who's like in jail? Oh, right. Thank you. Danny Masterson. Yeah. Yeah. He was convicted on some crazy sexual assault charges. I think he actually might be in prison. Yeah. So I'm sure he won't show up. 
But it's nice that they didn't let like him, you know, <laughs> ruin the derail fun. all the like. It's no, it is nice because so many people love the show. I don't, but like it had the potential to like stay in the whole franchise. Yeah, and they're moving past. I also think this show has potential because if like they nail the '90s, I think a lot of new viewers might be into it and because want nostalgia 90s. for the 90s just like those people wanted nostalgia for the 70s no and but also like gen z who wasn't even alive in the 90s they're obsessed with y2k 90s culture so like it's kind of on point yeah love that for them mm-hmm. you know what else i love our next sponsor <laughs> next evo if you've ever ever wondered whether your cbd was working that means it probably wasn't Next Evo Naturals developed smart sorb technology clinically proven to help your body absorb CBD four times fast, better than regular CBD oil, because oil just doesn't mix with your water-based body. It also works faster. When you feel stress coming on, you won't waste time wondering, is it working? Next Evo isn't just another CBD company. Their all-natural products are backed by more scientific studies than any other CBD brand. They've de- they're developed by experienced consumer healthcare and pharmaceutical professionals. They're vegan, GMO-free, gluten-free, and THC-free capsules, and gummies that are derived from 100% U.S. grown hemp. I am a CBD girly. I'm very particular. I really like gummies. Um, And I've tried a bunch of different brands, and I happen to really, really like Next Evo, mostly because I can actually feel the effects. And sometimes in the past, I've felt like it's almost like a placebo. I'm like, is this working? (laughs) Um, So you can stop wondering if CBD is right for you and try Next Evo Naturals capsules, gummies, mints, and topical creams clinically proven to be better by absorbing your body. Get 25% off your first order of $40 or more at nextevo.com with the promo code TOAST. So it's 25% off at nextevo.com, promo code TOAST. Okay, our next story, Anna de Armas is stunning as Marilyn Monroe in behind-the-scenes photos from new movie, a biopic about Marilyn called Blonde. So Anna posted a glimpse of her transformation on Instagram on Wednesday. And I want your thoughts on these photos and Anna as Marilyn. Okay. So here she is with Adrian Brody. He is Oh my God, I love Adrian Brody. Yeah, me too. Jewish king. Wait, let me see. And scroll through all the photos because there's a lot of different um, photos. She dead ass looks like Marilyn Monroe. There's a lot of photos from the set that have emerged. (sighs) Oh my God, that really looks like her. Let me see. Which one? Wait, is that Marilyn Monroe? Is that- That's Anna. She looks great. By the way, Anna Jarmus is beautiful. It's like a high production. The makeup, the prosthetics, everything's going to be incredible. I'm just like a little underwhelmed. I can't really explain why. You know what I think it is? Mm. Honestly, like Anna Jarmus doesn't do it for me. She does it for me, yet these photos don't. No, it, this doesn't feel like a natural role. And, you know, I actually saw a TikTok of someone, you know, doing their dream cast for Evelyn Hugo and Anna de Armas as Evelyn Hugo. And for me, that felt like right. Mm-hmm. Um, that does feel right. Yeah. I don't know why, because I think Evelyn is younger. Is She's Latin, right? Yes. So I just felt like that was a great fit. Like when when you know a character and then the person who's going to play them, like you have to feel like they're connected. And honestly, I feel like Anna de Armas is like a little new to be, I don't know. It's just playing such an icon. Yeah. Like, also, like these are the photos that came out yesterday. And it's just to me, and I think with a lot of these like biopics and just based on real people and real stories, it's a little too cosplay. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like if it was someone whose face we didn't know very well, we could have an easier time imagining imag- like morphing them into but it just looks like she's dressed up as Marilyn for Halloween in some of the more iconic photos like the white dress and the pink you know diamonds are a girl's best friend yeah. from gentlemen by the prefer way, blondes but when it's like she's on this windowsill with Bonnie 
Bobby Cannavale as mm-hmm. Joe oh, DiMaggio. Like, I love Bobby Cannavale or however you say his last name. Yeah, me too. For this role. I, I think he's an amazing actor. And honestly, like him and Rose Byrne as a couple is the cutest thing of all time. The cutest thing of all time. Yeah, I don't know. Something about this is just like underwhelming in the sense that um, like I don't care, you know? Oh, no, I care. And I would love a biopic on Marilyn because like everybody knows her, but like who is the real Marilyn? I don't who? know. I'm not a Marilyn expert. Who did, um, who played Marilyn in My Week with Marilyn? One of those girls, you know. Which one? With Michelle. Oh, she wouldn't do it for me either. Honestly, I feel like it should be an unknown. Michelle Williams, yeah. That's what's tough about these biopics and like why I think Austin Butler was a great choice for Elvis because honestly, unless you were watching Zoe 101, like you have no idea who this man is. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you're such a star, it's distracting. And that's what Baz Luhrmann said why he wouldn't cast Harry Styles as Elvis. Like it would not be a movie about Elvis, it would be a movie about Harry Styles as Elvis. Yeah, it's really hard to nail these things. And I'm trying to think of someone who did. And and you know what it reminds me of? Mm. Joaquin Phoenix in Walk the Line. Perfection. And I feel like even though we weren't like Johnny Cash stands, we liked it. But I think even the Johnny Cash stands liked his portrayal. And I think, I mean, that was Joaquin Phoenix's breakout role. He wasn't super known before that. His brother was. Yeah. So... That made sense. And that's why it was so... And same with Reese Witherspoon. She was like legally blonde, but she wasn't like... That was really her first more serious role. Right. So it was perfect on all fronts. Yeah. So these things are really tough to cast. I feel like recently all of the movies that I've seen that are based on real people, it's like giving this cosplay Halloween vibe. It's like camp. Yeah. um, Inventing Anna. I didn't watch that. It had that element. Okay. I was going to say House of Gucci. Like Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga was Halloween. Mm -hmm. And The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I'm sorry. I fucking love that movie. I liked it, but it's just like I was watching someone in costume playing a different person. Like, yes, but the difference, the difference is that that's what Tammy Faye looked like in real life. Like she was this outrageous, like makeup hair, like Southern. That's really what she was like. I was just watching Jessica Chastain in prosthetics. I thought Jessica, I loved that movie. I liked it. And I liked the story and I liked it. Like, I liked it, but it was just so costumey. No, I don't think Andrew Garfield was that great in it. No, he doesn't do it for me. Me neither. And like, that's a really hot take. Like there are women who would literally stand in traffic just to like be in the same room as Andrew Garfield. And I'm just not one of those girls. Okay. And that's just a little bit not about Not everyone me. can be or else everyone's standing in traffic. Right. And that's what and makes that, me not like other girls. Yeah. And that would cause more traffic. A ruckus. <laughs> okay. You ready for our next story? I am. Lamar Odom is coming out of the woodworks to say that Khloe Kardashian could have hollered at me for another baby. He has to stop. Like for real. He's not done shooting his shot with Khloe in an exclusive video obtained by Page Six. The former LA Lakers star reacted to the news that his ex-wife is expecting her second child via surrogate. He told a reporter that he would gladly have helped her expand her family over her cheating ex. Had she asked, he said, quote, she could have hollered at me for that. Um, not that I want to like give this any like legs, but don't we know that, um, Chloe and Lamar were like incompatible in terms of fertility because they had tried when they were together. So that doesn't really help. Yeah. No, they tried when they were together right. and, and they couldn't. So. So thanks. But thanks for the empty offer. <laughs> Meaningless. Yeah. That's like me saying like, yeah, um, if you need a billion dollars, I'll give it to you. I don't have a billion dollars, you know? Yeah. No, I would. You already have a billion dollars, but you're saying I would have given it to you. It's like no one's. Yeah. Right. Because not only do I not have it, but you already have you it. You don't so need it. Thanks. Um, 
And I do love Lamar and I do feel like his sentiments towards Chloe, like I have respect for them. Like he knows he messed up. He knows he would like, he would probably be dead without her. Like he knows all this stuff. So I, I really love that he acknowledges that, but like now it's at a point where he talks about her so frequently and anytime he's in the news, it's about Chloe that like, it's giving thirsty. And that's mm-hmm. just something I never saw for Lamar, especially after his accident, you know? Yeah. But like when he was on Celebrity Big Brother, like every time they would write about what he was doing in the show, he was like talking to someone about Chloe. Yeah. And I wonder honestly, how Chloe feels about it. I think she probably feels really sad. Yeah. Like that was such a bad time in her life between like their divorce and then his overdose. Like I'm sure she, and then like the way she just like did everything for him. Like they gave him a house, right? When he was recovering, they, I think they like did everything. So I'm sure she like, it, it's triggering honestly for her to, that's like another one of those words, you know? Yeah. Like new, overused. new image word where it's like overused. But I think this is like, I think this actually I, triggers yes, her. Yes, no, but it's used to just mean I'm bothered. Annoyed, by yeah. Triggered. Or I don't feel amazing. <laughs> Triggered. Triggered, yeah. Um, but I do think this is actually like an, a case of triggering because I think that entire time of her life was so horrible. And it feels like one of those situations where it's like another lifetime. Yeah. You know? But she keeps getting pulled into it because it's literally like ever it's quarterly that he's in the news talking about her. Yeah, and typically, even like I'm sure a lot of people have exes who feel like another lifetime ago, but then like you don't have to hear what they think about your new life. Right, in front the of time. the world. Right. So it's just like another case of justice for Chloe. Um and we're just used to it at this point, you know? Yeah. As the judges in Justice First Chloe. I wonder how Shaq feels about it. Right. I hope he's feeling protective of his new new woman. <laughs> you know what we could do? Because we don't actually, we don't know these people. Like, we're never going to see them. We're never going to, like, invite them over for dinner. And they don't bring. Speak for yourself. And they don't bring Shaq. Right. And it's like, what if we just live in a world, in, like, a fantasy world where Chloe and Shaq are together? Let's move forward as such. And we could do that with a lot of people. Yeah. Like, let me get my me list. and John Mayer. Right. No, but we know you. And we know that and then I met you for dinner. Why is Ben here? Where's John? One could say that, like, Ben looks like John in a dream world. <laughs> he does. <laughs> okay. Actually, people have told me that a lot of times. Okay. Yeah. Um, what were you saying? Like, we could right. just, uh, what's the word when you fantasize? Yeah, like, I guess, like, fan fiction about our favorite celebrities. Right. And just pretend. What if you just pretended? But then I feel like that's a really slippery slope towards like mental illness where we're just like living in multiple universes and realities. And not in reality. And like, I know myself, I know my mental health. Like I know I'm extremely susceptible to like some sort of psychotic break and you might be the one to push me there with your your fake universe. So it's a bad idea. Yeah, I'm gonna say no actually. Okay, but thank you for entertaining and I appreciate that. It's a pleasure. Unfortunately, we have to live in reality, you guys. Damn, I've tried, but honestly, I don't want to live in reality, but I really don't want to be known as one of those people who like lives with rose-colored glasses and like is unrealistic because I fucking hate those people and I have too much self-awareness to ever be that girl, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like a delusional queen. Yeah. I think a healthy dose of delusion is good. Yeah, like hoping Chloe and Shaq run right. into each other. Having faith in yourself, like yeah. maybe even to a point of like a little delusion. But it's a slippery slope because then you become one of those people who like literally is like always lying, you know? Yeah. And I never want to be that person. So if I ever am, just like kill me. I'll let you know. Thanks. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? <laughs> the final story. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
It's the final story. Um, what do we talk about today? Let's live in reality. Yeah. It's a good place to live. Sometimes. <laughs> Our fifth and final story, which I'm assuming is thought provoking and conversation starting. Yep. Is brought to you by stamps.com. Ugh, also thought provoking and conversation starting. When you're running a small business, every second counts and you can't afford to waste a single moment. So why are you still taking time out of your day to go to the post office when you could be using stamps.com instead? Stamps.com makes running... Nope. Stamps.com makes mailing and shipping quick, easy, and cost-effective. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been an indispensable service for over 1 million businesses. They give you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer. And you can get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS. They streamline your shipping process with Stamps.com's easy-to-use software. So whether you're running a side business, a small business from Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, anything, you can uh, seamlessly work with their software, sending invoices, sending out your products, warehouse shipping out your orders. They will do everything. They are a mailing and shipping solution. So stop wasting time and start saving money when you use Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code TOAST for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter code TOAST. Great. Thank you. Our fifth and final story is going to make you think a little bit, and I feel like it's going to make everyone just realize like where they are and who they it's are. It's so important to be realizing things constantly. That's what I learned from um, Guru Kylie. Mm. Here are a list of celebrities who are turning 30 in 2022. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It is interesting when you like think about how you remember them. Right. And also a lot of celebrities, I feel like when I learned to learn how old they are, it blows my mind because they're either like way younger than I thought or way older. Yeah. Okay. That go. happens all the time. So one Suki Waterhouse, that feels right. Okay. Sean Johnson. Wow, really? Mm -hmm. I would have thought she was older just because the Olympics feel so long ago, but she was so young. Yeah. Avin Jogia from Victorious. There's a lot of like our Disney Channel Nickelodeon stars. The way I would have taken a bullet for Avin Jogia when I was like 16. No, sorry, like 12. <laughs> Exposing myself. Um, was real. Like I was obsessed. Mm -hmm. Taylor Lautner. King. Emily Osmond. Lily. Yeah. That tracks. All, that whole crew is turning 30 this year. Oh, I'm sorry. Miley, Selena, Nick Jonas, Selena. musical, the musical, the series. Do you know who's in this season? I saw him on the red carpet, like in the okay. cast photo. I was shook. Jason Earls. Jackson from Hannah Montana. Wow. I'm so glad Disney's reaching out to him and getting him involved in more shows because he deserves it. Yeah. Um, and that was just really like joyous for me. I was very excited. Mm -hmm. Vanessa Morgan from Riverdale. Okay. Sam Smith, Greg Sulkin, Wait, Jeanette. Sam Smith, Greg Sulkin. Okay, so far nobody has shocked me. Jeanette McCurdy. Tracks. Selena, we knew. Yeah. Carly Kloss, would have thought she was older. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Because she's like a grown-ass woman. Yeah. Because we've always known her as tall. No, she's tall. She's been around for a thousand years. I literally would have guessed she was 37. Dead ass. Yeah. The Sprouse Bros, we know that because we've been following them, but I feel like for people who only know them from Sweet Life, that's a shocker. I know them because we were both we went to NYU together at the same time and I used to see them around campus, so they couldn't have been that much older or younger than me. Yeah. Cara Delevingne. She's 45. Yeah. Joke. Uh, Demi Lovato. Fair. Because she's in that age Circle with of the- Send it on. The send, all the send it on kids- Are turning 30. Are turning 30. Kim Petras. Oh, wow. I would have thought she was like literally 21. Yeah. I love Kim Petras. I've been telling Mara about Kim Petras 
four years because Brian introduced me to her like right when I met Brian and now I've known Brian for what four years so four years ago Margo doesn't listen to me and then on her Instagram the other day she's like I can't believe we've been sleeping on Kim Petras I'm like bitch I literally told you you literally tried to wake her up a thousand times she snoozed you don't know why she why she's into it now Hmm. because there was a Kim Petra song in the summer I turned pretty and so Margo's been listening to the soundtrack and it was such a good Kim Petra song I mean if you're sleeping on Kim Petras like what are you doing wake up I'm embarrassed for you Wake up. Also, I listened to Snatcher songs this morning as I got ready. The playlist. So pleasant. She's so trendy and cool. She's such a trendsetter tastemaker. Yeah. Gaslighter. Next up, Nick Jonas, which we know. Tracks. Chase Stokes, which is interesting considering he's like more new on the scene. And he's playing an 18-year-old. He's playing a 12-year-old, yeah. Cardi B. This is always a shocking one. Cardi B is one of the celebrities that when I found out how old she was, her and Adele, I think, are the same age. No. No. No, sorry, No. no. Um... When I found out how old she was, I was shocked. I think it's that Adele and Taylor Swift are the same age. Yes, they're both 32. What was the name of Adele's album? 30? Hello? No, because she does it always with the year. Yeah, 30. Was that what it was? Yeah, I think so. So maybe she's 31 now. Hmm. Josh Hutcherson from... PETA? Mm Mm-hmm. No, Gail. No, PETA. No, Gail is Liam Hemsworth. That's confusing. Because it's a girl's name. (laughs) 21 Savage. Cool. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh. Nathan Kress, who's Freddie from iCarly. Tracks. Miley. Tracks. Jin from BTS. That's surprising that one of the BTS man members is 30. Yeah, because maybe it's only maybe it's because their fans are like 12. Yeah. So I would have assumed they were also like 16, you know? Yeah. Tori Kelly. That makes sense. I've been like inundated with the Tori Kelly content because every time I get home from the toast, Sing is on in the Shapiro household and she plays the elephant. Which makes no sense. Um, and she's so talented. Me and Olivia were talking about it. Like, why isn't she more famous? I just, people aren't gravitated towards her. Like, no, she's you, so talented and she has all of the press and all of the- and She's with Scooter Braun. Yeah, she has everything. But some people just- Don't take off. Don't, yeah. And you know who that also reminds me of is Madison Beer. Yeah. And so- they're, they're, I feel like with like when you're a part of Scooter Braun's crew, like nine times out of ten, like you're going to become a mega mega star. But like, there's a few outliers, and Tori Kelly is one of them. Madison Beer is one of them, and it, they remind me so much of each other, just in terms of the trajectory of their career, where there was so much hype in the beginning, and then Scooter Braun, and then like nothing. Yeah, but it's not for lack of trying, and not right. for lack of like resources or all right. of those things. It's just like people weren't like vibing, vibing like. For Tori Kelly, I feel like that's the case. For Madison Beer, I feel like people were vibing and the industry was not. Yes, but now people are vibing. The industry still not. I don't know. Like everything she does music-wise feels so like janky. For Tori Kelly, the people aren't vibing, but the The industry industry is. is. Like she gets, she performs at the Grammys. She was on that Dan and Shay song. She um, is in Sing. Like she gets all these opportunities and most people don't even know who she is. And then with Madison Beer. everybody knows her. And it's like, she's, I like her. With Madison Beer, like, yeah, Tori Kelly gives, like, industry plant vibes. Whereas Madison Beer, like, has so many fans, so many followers. A lot of her music has been, like, going viral on TikTok. But there's no, like, mainstream energy. Mm-hmm. There's no pickup. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, went back on tour. She released an album. People on, like, Gen Z teenagers were obsessed with it. She went on tour. And, like, she was playing these, like, janky small theaters. It just was weird. Yeah. They should become a duo. Yes. And then they would be... They would hit the stratosphere. It does feel like somebody blackballed Madison Beer out of the music industry, but she's still trying her best. Yeah. I wonder who it was. Mm. Bridget Mendler's also turning 30. That makes me feel old. Jade from Little Mix. Oh. 
Oh, that makes sense. And Jack Yashray is turning 30 this year. Oh my God, you are. Mm-hmm. These are like my age people. And you know what? This makes me feel good. Like that You're these are my contemporaries. Company. Contemporaries. I'm like, they, to me, they don't seem old and they don't seem young. Mm-hmm. And that's my age group. And I'm okay with that. And they're all, like a lot of those people, not all, a lot are at the top of their game. They're just getting started. Oh yeah. And a lot of them are also married with yeah. kids, having kids. Like, no, I honestly, if I were you, I wouldn't have any qualms about turning 30. Like you have a child, a husband, a house, a successful business, like- the only real scary part of ter- of getting older is when you feel like you're not where you should be. Yeah. But I feel like you're really on track. Don't feel worried about it. No, I didn't feel worried. And I just thought it was interesting. The other yes. celebrities who are also turning 30. No. Also, Sophia with an F just turned 30. Yes, I saw that on Instagram. I can't believe she was left off the list. Obviously, People Magazine is slacking. Slacking. Um, so those were the so what do you think about story. the story? Would you want something like that again sometime in the future? I definitely would. Like, I would actually think maybe we should, like, make an official change. Like, the fifth story, unless there's crazy fucking news, mm-hmm. which there never is five stories. I think the fifth story should be reserved for more, like, broad. Like, what we did yesterday with the girls from New Zealand, and I apologize to everyone listening, like, our millions of fans in Australia and New Zealand, I mixed up the two because to me they're like so similar, but they're not. So I'm sorry. Um, I like shit like that, like human interest, you know? I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah. I think like People Magazine is really good for that. Yeah. They always have like, you know, morbidly obese man locked in a cabinet for six years emerges and he, um, something, you know? Now that I'm following the New York Post on Instagram, there's a lot of stories like that. So I will flag them for the fifth story. Fabulous. Um, and that was our show. We hope everyone enjoyed the new set. We hope all the audio was premium for everyone listening as a podcast. We do, we do. And we've got one more show of the week. And I'm like, I'm RDH because we keep getting like better and better every Mm -hmm. episode. And then once Friday, it's like, there's no show Saturday, you know? I'm just feeling like. But maybe Monday, like we'll have like so many days of. Of things to talk about for sure. Yeah. Oh, and also like we maybe could go to Home Goods. Maybe there'll be a potted plant on the table. Oh, yeah. We're going to definitely... Um, Spruce it up. Think think some things through. I have one thing coming that isn't meant for this setup, but like maybe it could be. We'll discuss. We'll discuss. And it's not Friday, so we'll see you guys tomorrow. And yeah. Why are we acting so final? I don't know. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast. The don't get your hopes show up. Where it's we not Friday. The best five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, like we have spent... We hit 90K, so why don't you no, and recognize where you're at? I'm grateful. I just want to say like the amount of time, money, energy, sweat we have put into this studio is all for you. So if you could just do us the solid of like just clicking, like click. You need to refocus your efforts because everybody I think who watches on YouTube subscribes because we have more subscribers than we have viewers. viewers. Yeah. So talk to the podcasters, appeal to them as to why, even if they don't use YouTube, why they should just Go and subscribe for you okay. just so that it's we have the subscriber. So if you're listening as a podcast, then you know that we put our heart and soul. We do an hour a day, five days a week, most weeks. And the show is completely free. So we don't really ask anything of you. We don't ask you to pay for the show. We love to do it for free. So I'm actually demanding now. I will make this show $25,000 a day unless everyone listening goes to podcast, goes to YouTube.com. Search the morning toast and subscribe. You say, Claudia, I don't have a YouTube account. Yeah, you do. Actually, every person on the planet with a Gmail has a YouTube account. So like, please just subscribe. I really want to get like 100K. And also like, now that you moved, like they have to give us two plaques if and when we hit it, right? Because you need one in here and I need one in New York. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure like YouTube is listening. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they are, but we'll we'll deal with that. Or we could, we could have like a replica made once we get the first one. Okay. I'll take the replica because I know how important the original is to you. That's so nice. And also I just want you to know, like if everyone who's listening as a podcast, like in the first 20 minutes this goes up, just went and subscribed, like we would be at our goal. 
and it yep. could be you. You could be the one to make the difference. You. So let's see. I want to see where we are right now in subscribers. Okay, okay, hold on. And see I'll how many it. people. Oh my God, Amber Alert. Damn, that's sad. Okay, uh, here we go. Oh my God. You got it too? Yeah. Okay, I have, I have the number. Okay, screenshot it. We're watching. We're watching you. Please. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us the morning toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an incroyable Thursday. And we'll see you tomorrow for the final show of the week on Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bruno. Goodbye, Theo. Your mommy loves you.